Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Living with Grace podcast. We are so thrilled you're here, and we're so excited to dive into what the scriptures say about living with grace. Thanks again for joining us. Now let's jump in and see what the Bible says about our topic today. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, it is just me, Olivia, here. Life has been kind of crazy recently, so Anna and I have not been able to get together. And also, last week, we had two weeks worth of stuff ready to post, and for some reason, our audio files got messed up, and so we went from being two weeks ahead to now we're almost two weeks behind. So with that being said, we're just going to roll into the next two weeks, we're going to be both of our testimonies. Now, Anna was going to be first, but since... She's just been crazy busy recently. One of her um, best friends and our cousin is getting married, so she's been dealing with stuff like that, Um, putting on showers and helping out with all that stuff. Like She's working full-time now. She's just been crazy busy. So y'all keep her in your prayers as she's making some different um, life changes. But So you get me today, and that's it. So first and foremost, so sorry we missed last week. Things just don't work the way that you want to always. But For this week, we're just going to dive into my testimony, um, which is super odd because I don't know that I've ever shared like the whole thing. Like it's typically just a cut and dry five minute, like here you go, one, two, three. But today y'all are going to get to hear um, all the ins and outs of my testimony. So let's jump into it. As we have said over and over on this podcast, Anna and I are preacher's kids and whenever I say I've been in church my entire life, I am not joking. Literally, I was born on a Thursday and that next Sunday. So three days later, I was in church like and it's been like that since I've been born. Obviously, Uh, it was a Mother's Day after and there's actually a picture of me and my parents and some other people um, on my dad's side of the family at a Mother's Day shindig right after church that morning because I remember thinking like, good gravy, whenever I say I've been in church my entire life, I literally mean I've been in church my entire life and we've been there. Um. Every time the doors were open, pretty much every Sunday morning service, Sunday school, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, even on Wednesdays, yeah, we went. Um, any sort of event you could think of, like church camps, VBS, day camps, weekend retreats, anything that you could think of, I was probably there. And um, not that I did not ever enjoy those, but I always just went because. That's just what you did as the preacher's kid. You just went to all of those things. But I remember being, I was either seven or eight years old. And I believe my dad was the pastor at this small church. Um, It was actually the first church that he was ever the head pastor at. And we were visiting a different church because somebody that we knew was getting baptized. And it was like this girl that Anna and I had looked up to for a really long time. She babysat us sometimes a little bit. And we'd like catch the bus one in the morning. So we knew her pretty well. And she was getting baptized. So we were there. And I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday night. Um, And I remember at the end of service, whenever the preacher did the invitation, like I just kind of turned around in my pew and knelt down on the ground and put my head on the pew and was praying. I don't remember what I was praying. I just remember thinking like, I want to do what she did. Like I want to be baptized. And whenever we left, I think we were going to my Nana's afterwards, maybe to go swimming. I don't know. But I remember mom asking me, like, Liv, what were you praying about? And I don't think that I told her right then. I don't remember if it was later that night or if it was a few days later. And I don't know if I told mom or dad. But basically, like, at some point I had just said, like, I want to be baptized like her. I want to do that too. 
And um, so obviously, like, I don't really remember this, but I know that my parents are not just going to let us get baptized if we can't, like, if we didn't know the gospel. So I'm sure there was gospel conversations involved there. And then there was one particular night that Anna and I, backstory, we shared a room most of the time that we were growing up. So we had bunk beds at this point, and we were both sitting on the top bunk, and dad came in to pray with us before he went to bed. And Anna was like, so I want to get saved and or something like that. And so dad explained to us like what that meant, whatever. And Anna prayed. And when she was done, I was like, I want to do that too. And it was like, okay. So I remember specifically saying in my prayer, like Jesus just come into my heart. And that was it. Like that was almost the gist of the entire prayer. Not going to lie. But so um, prayed those prayers. We both got back. I think we got baptized on the same day. I don't really remember. Also, this is not cutting into that much of Anna's testimony. So don't forget to tune in next week when she shares hers. Cause this is just the itty bitty part that she's involved in mine. But I think we got baptized together a few weeks after that. And basically I just rocked on with the rest of my life. Like I was a Christian. I was good. Like I would tell everybody that I was a Christian. We were great. Obviously, from like 8 to 12, I was in grade school. Like, there's not a ton. Like, it's really hard to imagine like a kid like, oh, living a fake life for Jesus. But in reality, that's what was happening. Like, whenever I said that prayer, that did absolutely nothing. That was just me wanting to do what somebody else did. And that somebody else wasn't Jesus. Um, So, fast forward through grade school, like finish there, whatever. And then go to high school and... In seventh grade, dad had told me about this club that like used to be there and it was FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, but it wasn't there anymore whenever I got there. And so I went to a teacher that I knew, like went to church somewhere in town too, like asked them what that would be like. I went to the principal, asked him if we could bring that club back and thankfully, praise the Lord, that club did come back and I was leading FCA Bible studies on Wednesday mornings and I was leading like huge in front of so many, probably like 60 to 70 students. I was teaching them the Bible on Monday nights, which is awesome that they were there, but I cannot believe I did that at the age of 14 years old. That's insane. But so like, I was super active in that. And I remember doing Bible studies, trying to do Bible studies with my um, girlfriends at lunch or during free period or whatever, or any free time that we had at school trying to do that. And then I hit about eighth grade year and I was like yeah I'm kind of done with all the Jesus stuff unless I'm around my family or my church people like if you want to talk about somebody that lived a double life I'm your girl like definitely spent a lot of time not being the same person all the time so like when I was at school with my friends I was acting one way And whenever I was at church or around family or people that I knew that knew my dad was a preacher, I would act a whole different way. Like the way that I talked in both places was completely different. The way that I acted in both places, completely different. The way that I treated people, so different. Like it was just, I honestly had a lot of people fooled. And I have had people tell me that whenever they hear the fact that I wasn't saved until I was 15 years old. Like, they're like, I never would have guessed. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't know me whenever you weren't around kind of thing. So, um, fast forward to my sophomore year. It was January of my sophomore year, so it would have been 2016, I think. 
And my church went to this winter retreat thing, and I don't remember what the heck the guy was preaching on. All I remember is that this preacher was so bad. Like, he was not good at all. Our entire youth group was like, what what are we here for? Like, this guy's not good. And we, I, our church hasn't been back to this place since then, I don't think. And I don't know if that's why, but like, it just makes me laugh because he was so bad. There was not one time that I think that he ever actually referred back to the Bible instead of just telling stories. It was crazy. But a um, couple, like, it was either the very last nighttime service or it was like the last service. I think it was the last nighttime service. Who cares? That's irrelevant. But he preached his whole sermon, and in that sermon, he used an analogy that said, or that was, is Jesus, or does Jesus have the key to your house, or is he just a guest in your bedroom? And for some reason, that is what, like, opened my eyes, and the Lord used that to show me that I was so stinking lost and headed straight for hell. Like, he said that, and I was like, holy cow. Jesus does not have the key to my house. Like, that is not the case. But leading up to this, there had been so many times that, like, just in regular church services or at retreats or events or whatever, that I would, or even just laying in bed at night sometimes, like, I would have the thought, like, Olivia, I don't really think that you're saved. But then almost instantly, I would just back that up with yeah you are you said the prayer you got baptized and you're a preacher's kid like you're a preacher's kid yeah you are and that's kind of what it revolved around like I never went to anybody with those concerns that I was having that I wasn't like instead I just justified it on my own and just kept telling myself you're a preacher's kid you've already been baptized like you said the prayer like you're fine you're good you can keep doing what you're doing it's okay and um so I'd been thinking that like all the way for a few years this would probably whenever I was in about it might have been just ninth grade so probably about a year and a half I've been thinking these thoughts like wrestling with that on my own and but here's the thing I never even turned to the scriptures for that either like I 100% never even checked up and was like you know if I'm having these thoughts I should probably check that out which to me is another sign that like I was lost as a goose like it just wasn't happening but um so this not he said that in his sermon and I was so anxious for the end of that service because I was with my youth group that my dad was the associate pastor at this church at this point so they all knew me and they knew me yes as their friend Olivia but also as their associate pastor's daughter like it was not just oh she's a preacher's kid it was she's one of my preacher's kids I was a part of their church family. So I was so anxious because I didn't know. I was like, nope, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to justify this one again. Like, it's just taking me a little bit longer to get there. And then the invitation was almost over. And I finally just broke down. And I, like, looked over at one of my friends. She was on the left side of me. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I need to get saved. Or I said something like that. I don't remember exactly. But we ended up um, going to find one of the counselors that was there, which also God thing. We actually knew her too. She um, was in senior high or she had just graduated or something. She's a couple years ahead of us. So we knew her too. So that was awesome because I didn't have to just pour my heart out to somebody that I didn't know at all. So we went and found her. We went outside and like, I'm just bawling, just feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like, hey, you're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved. And like realizing that I've just been kind of living this life claiming to being, of being a Christian while doing things of the world in my life and not lining up with that even though people kind of thought it was but I remember she asked me the counselor she was like 
do you want to pray or do you want me to pray? And I was like, you just pray because I was just crying. And by the time, because she did tell me, she's like, Olivia, I know that you know that there is nothing that I can do and there is nothing that your friend can do. Like, it is all between you and God. Like, this is this is up to you and God. And I know that you know what all this is. I was like, yeah, I know. So like, I'm just crying and she's praying. But by the time that we got done praying, like she got done praying, I just looked up and just had like this peace that I had not felt before. Like it was just like, I just looked up and smiled and it was like, okay, like I'm good. We're all great and dandy. Like now I can go call people and tell them about it, hug everybody, like be a-okay with everything. Like it was, I was fine. And I knew that I was fine before she honestly even said amen. Like I didn't have to say anything. Like God just saved me. He just showed me his grace and completely changed the whole trajectory of my life because now I would go back to school and I still led Bible studies and I still was a part of FCA, but I was doing that because I wanted to honor the Lord. I wasn't doing that just because like I had a head knowledge of Jesus and knew that I was supposed to be doing stuff. Like now it was, it's personal. I wanted to do that for him, not just because I knew that I should be doing stuff like that. And um, that's basically it, which one other thing, like my testimony to me is such a cool just example of how important it is to tell people about Jesus because what the Lord used to open my eyes that I wasn't saved was literally an analogy that had nothing to do with the gospel and it had nothing to do like I said he didn't preach anything biblical really so nothing of it was necessarily correlated to the gospel and correlated to the fact that Jesus lived a perfect life and he died on the cross and he rose again for me like none of that was there it was an analogy of does he live does he have the key to your house or is a guest in your bedroom but because of God and just his providence the everybody in my life up until this point that had taught me the gospel or read me the gospel or like mom and dad that showed us that at home or like whenever me and Anna would fight over who got the last drumstick so dad would make us explain the gospel to him to see who gets the drumstick like different things like that and even times that I read the gospel or even taught it to other people all of that came to fruition in that moment that I heard that analogy. Like that analogy is not the gospel and that's not what saved me, but it's just, it's so cool to see in my life, like an own, my own example of people planting seeds in my life and just making sure to tell me about Jesus and teach me about Jesus and teach me that he wants to have a relationship with me. And then I go to this camp and this guy preaches nothing about the gospel, but Jesus is just like, oh, hey, you remember all of that stuff that you've been told your entire life? that's what I mean. Like, that's why I want the key to your house. Like, that's why. And it was, it's just cool to me. I, that made me just, maybe just me geeking out, but I find that super interesting. So now here we are and doing a podcast again for Jesus, because this is not anything that Anna and I would probably do on our own at all for anything, but there you have it. That's my good old handy dandy testimony. So next week, Anna will be on here and we will be um, going over her testimony. So again, sorry that we missed a week and things just didn't go as well. We're going to get back on track, I promise. But I hope y'all enjoyed hearing my story and tune in next week if you want to hear Anna's. Bye, y'all. Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas for us, you can email them to livingwithgracepodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook at livingwithgracepodcast. See you in the next episode.